everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ACTO podcast. This time, on this third season, we decided to talk with tech communities in Portugal. And today, the topic will be user experience. So we are going to talk with two guests, uh, Bruno Figueiredo and Marta Fernandes. They both belong to UX communities. Uh, Bruno is from UX LX and Marta from Porto uh, UX. Um, so welcome, you both. Um, to this uh, to this podcast. Um, for people that are watching this, so probably they, I don't know if they know you or not, uh, but maybe we can start from, from that and you could make an introduction uh, about yourselves. Um, maybe can, Marta can go first okay. and then so, Thank you for the invite. It's for the invite. So it's a pleasure to be here. I'm Marta. I'm a UX designer for more than as UX for more than 15 years. I started as a, something called graphic user interface. <laughs> it was my, my role. And I started working in product and I know I, I knew in that time that okay, that's what I want to do. And I decided to to found to With, a, with another colleague to, to found this uh, community, Port UX, uh, because it was a lack of understanding of what, what is UX that I noticed uh, in uh, 2017, I think, I think was the, the, the year that we found, founded the, the, the community. Then, and I was the only UX designer in the company that I work at at that time. So I, I felt the, the need to to speak with someone with the same la same language. <laughs> so it was more something more selfish, <laughs> but it works. So we we start to to make some meetups. So we work. We start with meetup in in another uh, company. So it was really uh, a great. Uh, enlarge the connections of the of UX and and to spread the words of the UX in, in Porto was really a pleasure. Well, it was really a pleasure. How about you, Bruno? Uh, okay, so uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, so, so speaking about uh, how I uh, ended up in UX communities, and um, I started. Um, Uh, my education is in architecture, but I started working in the field of uh, web design um, about 27 years ago. Uh, I was one of the very first professional uh, UF designers in Portugal working in, in companies at the time. Uh, and then I went, to, I evolved into UX-related fields. It wasn't called UX back then, it was usability. And um, I was involved in one of the first communities uh, around that, which was around the website called usability.com. It was a forum. And that forum evolved into an association, the Portuguese Usability Professionals Association that we founded in 2005. I, and I was one of the first presidents. And uh, as, um, as president, we... Um, I organized a, a few community events. We called it Seminario de Usabilidad back then. And then uh, I went away for a few years to work in the UK. I was involved in the creation of the uh, IXDA community in London. And then when I got back, um, I was inspired by all of that. And uh, I decided to create UXLX, which is meant to be an annual 
uh, event around UX, and I thought that it would be interesting for both the the, the, the national community and the international community to bring people from all over the world and share experiences and learn uh, over the course of a few days. For sure, fantastic. And tell us, tell us one thing. So, um, you know, for just for your intros, we, you know, I, we already heard, you know, kind of graphic user interface, usability, user experience, um, you know, and even looking a little bit to, to Marta's uh, comment about, look, back in 2017, I really felt the need to, you know, to get people together to discuss UX because people really didn't understand what UX was back then. Um, so my, my, I have here pretty much like a, it's a two-fold serve question. So the one, first one is, do we still today see a lot of people con confusing uh, UI with UX? Because they tend to, to be, you know, one next to the other, right? Oh, UI, UX. And so I don't know if people really understand the difference there. And so definitely want to pick your brain on that and also understanding, you know, so let's say throughout these years, how, how that evolution, you know, of understanding what UX is. Uh, looks like um, so maybe you Bruno could could start a little bit with kind of you know letting us know like the big difference you know between UI and UX I think it would be very important. Well, uh, my, my perception stems from uh, interacting with with clients and teams of clients, um, and also we do we do community at the event uh, uh, that we organize. Uh, so I would say that the the, the market today for UX is more mature than a few years, but it's still very much connected to UI. And what, what I mean is uh, even the, uh, in higher education in Portugal, there is not a large focus on UX yet. Um, the, most of the courses still have multimedia in the name, which is something that we don't, we, we don't use for, I don't know, 15 years. Um, so uh, I would say that it's still very much connected to that. We have very good uh, visual designers in Portugal, UI designers. UX, um, even though it's, um, a lot of people carry the, that in their uh, role these days, uh, the reality is that they don't delve that much into UX uh, and they're more UI designers than, than anything because the, the, they lack a bit of the experience and also the opportunity to um to to work in research but that's rapidly changing and we're seeing more and more people um uh, carrying roles with research in their names so uh, i hope the, the the landscape changes in the forthcoming year for sure how about you Can martha I have, yeah i th i think it's it's a little different now uh since 2017 uh one one and for me the switch was very smooth, but I know that for most of the people it's not uh, it's not so smooth uh, as we wanted. Um, because my switch was okay. I'm doing this for because I'm designer as as Bruno for more than 25 years. So I start already also with web design, and the switch was okay. Now we need to focus on on the on the people on the person will use will use this. And for me, was that difference? And what we, what I noticed here at Critical, for example, Critical TechWorks, we are already more than than 100 UX designers, and wow. I'm also do the recruitment. And the difficult that we have is is uh, some only do 
UX and some only do UI. And for us, UX is an umbrella that has everything and we, we, need, we need someone who does everything because we believe that the, the knowledge that we get, because the, the, the business is very complex, the knowledge that we get in the beginning needs to go through the rest of the project. And that's the only reason. So it's better uh, because we already have 100 people in one only company. But yes, we still have a long way to, to go through. Uh, to understand to to the stakeholders and to the rest of the um, the, the other communities and the other world is not to, someone who put the button in the right place or is in the right color, but it's more than that. And yes, and some sometimes with stakeholders we need to do some kind of uh, evangelize it and education. <laughs> yeah, but it's better. But I'm an optimist. I believe that we are going going in the right way, in the right path. Yeah, you, you mentioned there that at some point you had to focus on people, so the user that was actually using the product. I wonder if there is any correlation here with the evolution of the user experience with the product management as well. Because to use a product, you also need to think about how the product should evolve and having some product management behind. And at some time, the product management area also appeared with the boom of startups and many products appearing there. Do you see any correlation with this world about building a product and then caring about UX? Or do you think it's the, the other way around? UX appear first and then product mm -hmm. management, it, it's needed. That's <laughs> How a do you relate? That's a question. I believe that the startups that that that's the sense of thinking in in a product because they need to think in a product and put in the market very fast so and to solve the right problem to the right people uh, giving the right solution for the right problem for the right people and 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 thanks to that it helps to to speed up a little about thinking about what is a product uh, but I, I said uh, it's, it's a tricky answer also because I think we need to work together, product management and UX very close. And again, and I will give a lot, um, a lot of examples in uh, what we do at Critical, uh, Critical Tech Works. Uh, we have a product owner that we are a kind of product people. We think together the product. So there's not a UX or not a product owner. We think the product together and we we build the the product vision also together so yes it's co correlated but i don't want to believe that one comes first from the, the other <laughs> okay, we need to work together yeah. yeah so the focus is always the same giving give the right solution for the right problem right just that mm -hmm. Did we did we see like an increase in uh, in the in the UX capabilities in Portugal uh, with the, the with the the rising of startups? You know, like even I don't know, Bruno, if if you can shed some light on on the sort of attendance that you have on UXLX, you know, like the annual conference. Do we see that the number of participants increase? Do you think that you know UX becomes a you know more popular and well known sort of topic and a more needed expertise? Would you say, or you don't observe mm -hmm. that at all? Well, um, it's difficult to assess that because the event has always stayed the, the same size, and mm -hmm. uh, and 
and it, it happens that we, we don't make any effort towards it specifically, but uh, but the, the amount of uh, Portuguese attendees in the event is almost always stable. It's about 20, between 20 and 25 percent of the attendees. So that never changed. What, what we see is a change in the makeup of attendees. And uh, um, uh, when we started, they were mostly UX designers. Now they're UX designers and UX researchers and some other roles uh, in between. So the, the, the research roles and there's more people in leadership roles uh, than, than before. I, I would say that that's the, the main change. And maybe I think that this is a perfect segue for, for something that I have here that is, is UX just for designers? Or do you think, you know, that engineers, you know, product people, you know, enablement support, so all the functions that are required, you know, to to maintain something in production, especially when we think about a SaaS uh, product, is it true that it's just for designers? Or do you think that, you know, we all need to be thinking much more of, of experience? Default, default answer is it depends. Ah, I love it. So, <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> we have a lot of architects. They are changing the, the career path. Uh, we also had engineers. We have different paths coming to UX, but they need to think right the product. So is our... our uh, requirement to to come to to critical do UX designer, but we also had the need to they they need to, to understand what is design and what are the fundamentals because we design also is like end to end UX designer. We 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 go to all the 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 sticks of the umbrella. So for us, uh, it is not right or wrong. Is our way to work for us. They need to know how to, to, to design something and need to know the fundamentals. We are creating, uh, we create a, last year um, a UX academy inside uh, CTW. And because we are training the people who want to change the career. And, and yes, we have fundamentals of design and all the, the steps that we need to go through to, to develop something in, in UX. So for me, yes, we need to know how to design. <laughs> I would say that in, in that sense, um, uh, I've met people from all sorts of different backgrounds, uh, physicists and, uh, and the, the people coming from all over the, the spectrum of, uh, of knowledge into UX. And I, I believe they can all contribute in some sense, because uh, some people are better at organizing information systems mm -hmm. and the uh, UX is not only visual, um, but I would say that people who are directly involved in the laying out uh, screens, uh, even they, they, they might be only involved in early stage, low fidelity ones, they need to know something about design. Uh, otherwise, it's very difficult for them to to, to have a good output in, in my perspective. But uh, I believe that anyone can be involved in, in, in UX, uh, but uh, in different stages of the, of the process. Yeah, agree. Totally agree. Yeah, and, and, if, and if you think about, so in our industry, we can find 
so many products and so many different products. And sometimes you look to the user experience, sometimes like a, an enhancement or a, a perk or something extra. I, I believe that some people might look at that in, in that way. And maybe we associate with the apples of this life that, whoa, this is so, everything is so beautiful. Do, do you agree? How can we change uh, this mindset? And do you believe there are still many products or several companies that still don't invest much on this, on this area? And what do you think it makes the trigger for the companies to start thinking more about the, important, the importance of having this UX area? Well, I think that um, 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 UX is very much uh, tied in, maybe in the area of product management that you mentioned, with, with startups. And for startups, uh, uh, it's always nice to, to have UX at the forefront of it. But uh, I believe that uh, in the very early stages, they just want to have something that kind of works and, and uh, shows their value to uh, to, to the clients and uh, and the UX uh, might be a concern that they only have a little later on when they have more people in the team that yeah. can focus on that. So I would say that it's nice to have it up front, but, uh, uh, but in the beginning, it's more important to, to have something that works or solves the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, Interesting. But when when they 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 ask for a, a UX, sometimes is a little late. Not not late, but yeah, if they start earlier, maybe they 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 will be more succeed. Sometimes. Yes, definitely. But but sometimes, at least from my experience, we work with a lot of startups in the beginning. Even though some startups bring us along. Uh, there is a lot of mistakes and things still being learned about the the the, the, the product market fit. That mm -hmm. even ah. though we might work on it in the beginning, uh, a lot of it is scrapped away, and the, the the next iteration version two is the one that we can really focus uh, our car set at. Uh, yeah, at, the, at the big problems. idea and the big idea to in in the market as as soon as possible. They, yeah. The rush of put the idea in the market. I, I love that that way of thinking, uh, you know, especially because I, I, you know, for my observation, sometimes I think it's it's kind of easy to fall into the trap of thinking of UX as kind of a second class citizen, just like Bruno say, what is important is that it needs to work and we need to find the product fit. But now, you know, after hearing um, a little bit more about it, actually, probably it's about the investment, right? Like when we are still trying to understand if people really want to use the product, regardless of its usability, maybe it's not super relevant to invest heavily in, in, the, in an experience when we don't even know if people need the product at all, right? And so when we actually get to the point to say, okay, we have a market feed, there is a need for this thing that we are producing, how can we now make it kind of, you know, more pleasant, more joyful to use, more compelling? No, absolutely, super interesting. I did, didn't think like that before. Really, really. It's not, for one, it's one like thing. That. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, I would say that it's more or less like product development, like like Scrum methodology. So we need to put the MVP, and for UX is more or less the same. So maybe we start um, 
a little and go go through the the feedback that we receive from from the users and let let's see how can can we in, improve and how can this grow i think this very co correlated uh, at least for for me i, I work in products yeah for several several years yeah. and i it's difficult for me to to split the both things I would say that it's more important to, to focus on research at the early stages and not that much on the UI side and actual aspects of the, the product than, than anything else. Uh, I was a mentor at Startup Lisboa for a couple of years and uh, um, uh, I mentored some startups there. And um, the, sometimes they came to me and they said, oh, uh, we already done some research about our product. We asked a few people around if they were uh, if they were interested in um, uh, in our product, and they said yes. So um, <laughs> that's a glaring flaw in research. But uh, so so I would say that they need more help and handholding in that in that stage than focusing on the intricacies of the of, of the product itself. Now I'm curious about something else. Because now that we are talking about the product development side, sometimes we might see UXers. Uh, I, I'll use the word fighting, but it's not fighting, but with software developers. Because at some point, you might face some limit, limitations. Um, mm -hmm. And where UX, there is no limits. We can, <laughs> we can get anything that we want. Uh, okay, Marty is already. <laughs> I think I'm challenging that. I'm going to learn with this. <laughs> but where can we find those limits, and how can we manage the expectations and and align the both sides? Uh, find the balance between what's possible in product development and what we want with the with you with a good UX. We have limits on UX, and limits is in the user hands. So. Our limit is when the experience for the user is no longer uh, a need. So Don Aaron says the experience starts with the need uh, and only, um, I don't know what the right sentence, but something it starts with a need and only when the, the user forgets it, the experience, that's the, on, the when, when it's over. Um, so that's our limit. So we need to put the experience as more uh, long in time as, as we can. But it's, it's a limit. For the developers, um, it's a question of, of time and price, so money. So everything is possible also in development, as so possible as, as UX is always what, what I say to, to, to my team. Um, everything is possible. It's a question of put, put to balance the, the benefit and the cost. Okay, sometimes and, and let's do it in, in that way. Uh, or let's do it in your way because it's, it's easier um, and costs less than, than my solution. But let's see what the user says. And product goes in that way and we'll see. And sometimes I I agree and sometimes I need to do some rework. But it is what it is. It's product development. It's like that. So, But yes, I, I believe that we have limits in both. Um, mm -hmm. It's a question of balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. The, there are limits. Um, I see them as constraints. And to, to, to be fair, uh, the, the projects that 
uh, I, I were involved with that had the largest constraints were the most uh, uh, rewarding for me because it's uh, it's always easy if you don't if you have unlimited resources and you can do pretty much anything. But when you're working with small devices with uh, uh, with small screens, uh, uh, not large amounts of memory uh, to to work with, uh, those things really help you spark creativity. But I believe that it's also necessary, uh, at least uh, for a good UX designer, to have a, uh, at least a basic understanding of how uh, feasible the things they propose are, uh, or talk with developers and then see what are the limits and the and uh, they, they both work uh, can work together in trying to uh, sur surpass them. So um, a good dialogue between both is all, uh, always uh, good for the product. Yeah. Wow. One for thing sure. that is important is the way that we communicate with each other. Because they, we are all um, pieces of the same, um, the same project. So we are all important there. There's no UX is no more no, no more no more important than the development. So we need to fit uh, and to communicate well. And yes, and the things work. Wasn't one of the things that most we we have most um, um, in in the community for UX when we get together uh, was the question that always come because we did in the IT um, companies and always that question was one of the always come how they how do you work with development team yeah no, for sure for sure and i'm maybe shifting to you know and taking a look to, to ux uxlx um you know conference i think it's fair to say you know that the conference is always full but i think that you you sold out the tickets you know early before before the event starts um how hard it was it to to put the, the conference uh, you know on the global map? Because I think that if, if if my memory doesn't play tricks on me, Bruno, you told told us that only twenty five percent of the attendees are from Portugal, so seventy five percent are from abroad, which this is a lot, right? And I you know I think that we yeah. we went through a stage you know that everyone was coming to Portugal because of surf, uh, you know, and custard tarts. Uh, and and now people actually come to Portugal because of user experience, right? In the conference, like, yeah. was it challenging, you know, to to bring these sort of kind of you know of highlights to, to the conference? Was it something that just really kind of happened in a very spontaneous way? How, how did it go? Um, well, at the, at the beginning, it helped that I was uh, because of belonging to the to the Portuguese association. We have uh, a lot of ties with. Um, uh, other associations in, in the European landscape, so it helped with my connections in there to to help spread the word through to, through there initially. But since then, it's um, it's something that um, is known. Uh, we we haven't uh, invested in in ads uh, for. A lot of years uh, already. Just uh, people just uh, uh, find out about it and, and, and purchase tickets. So we don't do any uh, uh, marketing, if you will, uh, oh, paid marketing. Uh, no, of course. So, so is it more word of mouth? Or oh, wow. yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of uh, 
word of mouth. And uh, we have people coming from 40 different countries. So there's not like a huge representation of each country, but there's always like 10 people from one country, 10 people from another country, and all of them mixing to make the 500 that uh, the event holds. How interesting. That's fascinating. And, and what about the meetup? So we, we spoke about um, conferences and, and, you know, seems like people are, you know, opting in for conferences, like, you know, j maybe just before like COVID that I'm risking to say. Regarding meetups, I think that it changed a little bit, right? Like I, I've been, um, I've been a, so I'm, 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 I'm running the, 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 the CTO Portugal community before that uh, on my previous, on my previous life, I was running a community called Full Stack. Um, and, you know, before COVID, uh, I think that in a good day, we could have 30, maybe 40 people talking about technology, you know, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. with a nice coffee break and so on and so forth. Pretty much, you know, like the same old, same old. I'm under the impression that after, you know, the pandemic, you know, with new habits and people, you know, moving to the outskirts, having maybe a different sort of mental availability to, to, attend, to attend, you know, meetups, that things... Like at least I have the impression that changed a little bit. Um, I would I would like to understand, Marta, is did Porto UX suffered, um, you know, from 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 all these kind of you know post COVID uh, life, or do you see that you're back like 2019, everything is working uh, just fine for mm. your community? I think it, I think it will be difficult to to go back to the the way and the model that we had in 2000 till 2019. Um, so Portuex is more in a pause now. <laughs> we did a lot uh, um, remotely uh, in the first the first um, phase of COVID. Uh, the second was hard because people are tired, so they don't want to spend more time in front of the computer. The people organize it also don't have enough energy to do it. Uh, and we spend all 2022 always saying that we need to reactivate the, the community and we need to, the people need to to feel that they want to be together they want to discuss things together but it never happens so i think it's i think is is that happens in several several areas i feel, i felt I, I really felt that so i think now we are like uh, hangover now of COVID, and we are now recovery of that. Uh, we want to do uh, presential things, yes, um, and we want to do it this year. Maybe not every month, how we did in the in the, in mm. the past, but something a little bigger, like the designathon that we did in 2018 or 19. I don't know. Uh, maybe two moments in the year with something bigger that I think in that way comes uh, uh, the people come more than every month or every two months. Uh, I don't know. People need a break between the work and um, and go, go home for dinner. Uh, but I don't know if everyone is already prepared for that. Interesting. At least in Porto. I, I need a break before where I go home, but I'm going to the gym. <laughs> so it's yeah. my break. So okay, I break the work hours to to enter in my family hours. It's my it's my time, uh, and I think that people will need it, and UX will need it. But I think they are so used to 
we are so used to the to have a computer in front of us and being connected to um, everywhere. <laughs> it was already in the past, yes, but now it's something that comes to stay. So let's see. Interesting, and maybe a, a full day conference. No, and I was going to ask Bruno, and maybe like a full day conference, maybe people have a different mindset, right? Because it's not that kind of okay. I spent my entire day working and now I'm going to have something extra. People, let's say, yeah. arrive at 9 or 10 a.m. Like for a full day of, of learning, of sharing, of connecting, maybe people have some sort of kind of, you know, different disposition. Is that is that how you see it, Bruno? Yeah, I see, I see, I see these, these events as a, a little different. Uh, so Marta runs what we call a community event. Mm -hmm. um, uh, is mainly led by the community with contributions from it. Uh, our event is uh, curated and the uh, companies usually pay for um, the, their employees to attend. So it's more of an opportunity to, to do the annual training for them rather than just a meetup. The fact that it's in Lisbon, it's in a nice setting, usually warmer than the places they come, they come from, uh, it's a nice, it's a nice perk, but uh, but the content is uh, mainly what drives the people here and uh, and um, and learn. Not only uh, sharing, uh, community events are more for sharing. I, I think. Yeah, and now that you mentioned that companies uh, pay for their uh, employees to learn more about UX, and Marta also mentioned that they are building inside. Uh, her company, they are building an, acad an academy also to, to to prepare people. I wonder, how do you see the UX talent uh, in Portugal? Do you see that everyone, uh, there are more people in UX that came from a career uh, shift? There are, or there are, or there, there are now more people uh, right from the beginning of their careers already choosing a UX path. How do you see? I believe that it's the second one now. The, it used mm. to be the other way around, but, uh, but I think there's more people coming straight from college uh, uh, right into UX. And um, my, my company experience, uh, we're a consultancy, but we also were one, I believe, the, the first company in Portugal to, to offer uh, UX training, professional UX training. Uh, so we do a lot of uh, the training as well, and we since that shift in um, in the past few years. So in the beginning, it was people, oh, I want to get into UX, and I need to to know the groundworks. And lately, is more um, uh, focused. The, it's not as generalistic. People want uh, specific things, and um, uh, even the training that we provide to companies has been focusing the thought there, it's more specialized. Mm. Marta wants to, to, to add anything? No, I, I agree. I agree uh, with Bruno. The, the second one, more people are more, uh, even Portugal doesn't have any kind of training or high school training, um, university training as UX, but people are more oriented for, for that. And as Bruno said in the beginning, uh, the, the, what we have is something like multimedia or something. Uh, but people are more oriented and when they 
they get out of the universities they they go for to to try or at least to try to to go to that path so yes the second one but we still have some some shifts and we are we noticed that um, in the recruitment we have a lot yeah. of shifts but Well, you both already have a big journey in this UX world. I wonder if you could also share some tips for our listeners that wants to embrace this UX uh, world mm -hmm. as well. Uh, do you have any for someone that is starting his, their career, but also for someone mm -hmm. that wants to, to shift? It's very different, at least what I, what I felt is very different because we also need to do that shift during the years. Mm -hmm. So I was... Uh, graphic designer, web designer, <laughs> uh, graphic user interface. <laughs> so lots of UI, now UX, now only, but uh, I'm designer. Okay. So I do, I, I do digital products. So I'm digital product designer. And the, the, the advice that I be resilient. <laughs> so go, go get it, go get the, the things done. So, Everything, uh, um, a mindset of solving problems, solving the right problems. I think that it, that's beginning. The rest comes. I think that uh, for people coming into the field, they, they might be enticed with a lot of offerings that uh, in training that say, oh, you just need to spend the weekend with us and... Uh, you'll be a UX designer. It's not actually true. <laughs> so uh, it's more complex than that. It's good to open your eyes to the breadth of possibilities that you have. But I think I, I would say that after an effort like that, it, you should pick one area that you, um, that you feel that it's more interesting, research or UI or whatever. And then Uh, focus on that with more specialized training if you really want to go into it. You can't, uh, uh, I, I don't think you can be a unicorn uh, from zero uh, in uh, and become one in a few months. It takes years to, to get course. there. Um, so uh, I would say that only looking for general training is not um, uh, not the only way you should do that and then try to uh, focus on more specialized areas of your uh, preference. In recruitment, I have some, some funny, funny examples and, and really, I really value that. Um, one girl that comes to, to us without any kind of experience, to, um, she gets, gets out of the university. And it's not a UX uh, course. And she doesn't have, of course, a portfolio. And what she did was amazing. Was oh, She has a, a, a huge portfolio. And what she did was, so I found these problems when I'm using this uh, application and I tried to solve it and put in my portfolio. And we, 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 we closed the, the, the interview in less than one hour with the, the decision of hired, of course, because she has the will, uh, of course, she has the path and the knowledge, but she has the will of do something or solve problems and in the right way, in the right problems. So that's the major advice. 
cool story. <laughs> well, and for your communities now more focused on that, looking to the future, what are your plans? And now that we are in a new year as well, do you have any goals for your communities and that you are also going to fight for? Uh, my my, oh, my goal oh. is to giving life to again <laughs> to Portilex. <laughs> yes, to that that dynamize a little more. Uh, for us, it's more maybe trying to um, extend the engagement from uh, just one interaction per year and try to engage a little bit more with our uh, oh. community year long. Uh, so uh, we're looking into that. Interesting, interesting. So maybe maybe people will see some some news from from UXLX <laughs> coming soon. Uh, <laughs> very well, Bruno Mart. It's been a, it's been fantastic to be talking with both of you. Uh, we are pretty much at the end of the show, and you know this season we we decided that you know we should end the show by asking both of you two questions, or one question and one ask. Let's, let's put it that way. So the first question that we have for you is, do you have any, you know, favorite quote or, you know, something that definitely inspired you right now or in some time in your career that definitely, you know, you, you hold it, you know, dear to the heart that you can share with us? I don't know who wants to go first. Maybe you, Bruno. Well, uh, okay. So one of my favorite quotes is about the, 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 the balance in in uh, achieving a good work, a good piece of work. And it's a quote by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. And it's like, um, perfection is achieved, not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. And um, and uh, and uh, I always uh, uh, mention this to, to, to our employees uh, when they can work with us. It's striking a balance. Sometimes we're trying to make more and more things. And sometimes it's better to think about oh, what can I remove that doesn't uh, hurt the experience or even enhances it. So, so decide what to remove rather than what to add. Less is more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a, a quote or a wrong. I have a lot of quotes, but it's more a kind of mindset. Uh, Everything has two ways to see the things. So it's a question of perspective. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my man mindset. Um, look at the things in, in both perspectives. And I have a joke about it. So the life <laughs> is, no, the life is about <laughs> paddings and alignments. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> With everything that it means. <laughs> <laughs> nice quotes <laughs> I'm going to take note about those <laughs> well my my second uh, our second question and actually the, it's for you to make a question <laughs> but to, to each other so Bruno you can ask something about uh, to Marta uh, something that you don't know about her or anything that you would like to ask and Marta you then you can her. ask Bruno <laughs> okay so, uh, Marta, uh, my question is um, um, the, the landscape where uh, UX lives is ever evolving and uh, 
And uh, I would like to ask you what do you think are the challenges ahead for UXers in the next five years, technologically wise? It's not only about UI now, it's uh, a bit more than that. Where do you think it will lead us? Uh, is the absence of interface what it means uh, I don't I don't know if we can consider an obstacle but is the next uh, is the next step and I will focus again in my reality uh, with autonomous car and um, voice control and so the absence of interface will be our next challenge as UX designers so it's not a service so it's not only about the service because the service can uh, can doesn't have or doesn't need to have an interface but it's about the experience without an interface how can we deal with that at least for me it's my perspective <laughs> is the the next challenge interfaceless so, it will be the next yeah. term <laughs> yeah. yeah because we don't yeah, the autonomous cars and uh, the voice controls so it's not um, the interface, it's more the interaction also. So we don't have uh, the same interaction. So everything that involves with that. Mm -hmm. My question for Bruno is more about uh, UX LX. So you never mm -hmm. thought to transform UX LX in like a kind of UX summit and spread for several places in the country, <laughs> for example. <laughs> Like Porto. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yes, I, I've thought about it, but also it um, it feels like um, there's a natural constraint. If you look about uh, at the conferences worldwide, uh, UX conferences, they're all roughly the same mm -hmm. size, um, and even though we sell out the event uh, more and more in advance. Uh, uh, when we sell out, we don't see like a huge demand to 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 expand it further. So we we've embraced it that, uh, as is. Uh, uh, so, but but it might be that uh, we can work together uh, maybe in the future and uh, and do something in Porto. You know? It's more like to. One year in the one place and one year in another and another. Ma place. Marta, Bruno mentioned yeah. that he is thinking about twice a year, twice. right, with the community. So no, no, not twice. I mean, engage with the community, <laughs> maybe with smaller things. Do more things. <laughs> but twice, it's a, it's a, doing anything like this is a huge undertaking, and there's people involved in it uh, almost exclusively. Uh, it takes a lot of effort, even though it's like four days. It uh, takes a lot of effort to prepare. Everything. I imagine, I imagine, to be flawless, of course. Very well, fantastic. Bruno, Marta, thank you so much. It was a great show. Uh, you know, we, we've learned a little bit about, about yourself, about, about the communities, about user experience, about how, you know, the Portuguese landscape. Uh, and so I think it was very, very informative for sure. Um, so thank you a lot. And for everyone that is watching us on the internet, thank you for being with us. And see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you. All right.